Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And, of course, taped live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson, where this Sunday, the party of the Superb Owl will be going down. That's right. We'll be having our little Super Bowl uh, live stream. It's just going to be our heads there. We're not actually going to show the Super Bowl. I believe no, that can be found on CBS or I don't Fox. remember what channel it's on. Whatever channel it's on, you guys can figure it out. And we'll be watching along, uh, just probably eating some pizza and uh, and drinking some beer yeah. and having a good old time. Uh, so, oh, Miguel says WNBC. Oh, WNBC. WNBC. So uh, be sure to check that out. Uh, that should be some fun. And then, uh, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, uh, we're going to talk about last night's fairly kind of enjoyable Monday yeah, Night Raw, all things considered, on Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, but uh, first, we might have a little bit of more info here about potentially an upcoming AEW signee or two. First, we're going to talk about one Jeffrey Harvey, Jeff Hardy, yeah. of course. Uh, what's going on with him? So uh, during the latest House Hardy Twitch stream, uh, Matt Hardy confirmed that his brother Jeff likely won't be the surprise uh, debut on this Wednesday's Dynamite. That's what he had to say. There is kind of a bit of a caveat here, but I, I, I didn't actually watch the uh, clip, so it might very well be tongue-in-cheek. 
Uh, anyways, these transcripts are from Fightful. Quote, I don't think he's the guy coming in this Wednesday in AEW against Isaiah Cassidy. Although, who knows? Tony Khan, Papa Khan, has a lot of money. Maybe he bought out of his contract and he's coming in early. Who knows? The final of the 90 days was supposed to be on March 9th, March 10th. He's a free agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt also revealed that WWE offered Jeff a solo WWE mm-hmm. Hall of Fame induction when trying to woo him back to the company after they released him. Uh, these uh, transcripted from Wrestling Inc. Quote, Jeff asked, so you want to induct me into the Hall of Fame? And he said, well, let me ask you. I know you guys have spoken with AEW. Is this going to be the Hardy Boys? Is this myself and my brother Matt? And they go, oh, no, 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 no. We can't get Matt. He's under contract at AEW. You know, it would just be you. And Jeff said, well, that's a hard no. He definitely <laughs> stood up for the team of the Hardy Boys. Oh, I like that. That's good. But they're so silly sometimes. They are. Um, well, because here's the thing. If AEW, if they asked, if WWE asked, I would imagine, I would just imagine that if WWE asked AEW, they'd probably say, yeah, It'd be a no-brainer for Tony Khan to say yes to that. You're getting one of your, right? one of your wrestlers in the, the WWE Hall of Fame. That's great for AEW. Yeah, of course he'd say this yes is, to that. But is this is this is this no? He's under contract at AEW. Is that an excuse that they're using, or is it is or or, or is this to is he is he supposed to take this as no? We don't want to give shine to your brother. Are they explicitly saying that, or is that just the the? Assumption? I feel like it's an excuse, even though it's a, it's a really bad one considering Chris Jericho was under yeah. AEW contract when he was on the Broken Skull sessions. You know, yeah, yeah. it's a bad excuse. I mean, yeah. I mean. Hardy boys, they deserve to be in as a team. They totally oh, do. Oh, for sure. Jeff Hardy yeah. deserves to be in as a solo act. You can make the case that Matt Hardy deserves to be in as a solo act. I think I think all three of those things are absolutely true. I, I think that I think I think, man. Jeff as a solo act on a on a slow year could be a headliner. Mm-hmm. I think on on like a slow year maybe like who do you, I think Batista is probably a definite headliner. Yeah, he's already in. Did he get? Did they actually? Did he actually do oh, wait, all that, that stuff? He was gonna, I thought that was the weird thing that didn't happen. Yeah, maybe it didn't. He was announced and then COVID and then he pulled out. I think. I think that's how that that went could down. have been it. He wanted to wait to do it until they actually had the proper thing, right? I think so. I don't that know if sounds they did it last right. year or not. Anyways, we're completely off topic. All three. All three. As a team, solo both are both. They're all three Hall of Fame worthy. The Hardy Boys. I mean, I know they don't do tag teams as headliners necessarily. I don't think. Oh, they but they, uh, they would. They I would. Think they would be make an exception for the Hardy Boys. Them, I think Edge and Christian as a tag team mm-hmm. specifically mm-hmm. Um, would all and and maybe even the Dudleys and then down the line the New Day would definitely be. Uh, oh my head headliners. Yeah, absolutely. they'd be headlines. So yeah, uh, confirmed. Okay. Batista uh, last year said. Mm-mm. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, how much stock do you take in Matt? Matt Hardy is one of those guys, kind of like Jericho, where he almost enjoys misdirection. It's a weird thing with him because I feel like he, in a lot of a lot of respects, Matt seems like a very open book. Like he, he seems does very Absolutely. transparent. Yeah. Oh, he loves time, talking about this stuff. At the yeah. same time, he knows how to play the promotional game. Mm-hmm. And the, like you know, it, I, again, I didn't watch the clip. I'm sure. It, it, I'm not sure, but I'm speculating. It was a bit of a throwaway thing. Oh, maybe mm-hmm. Tony Khan bought, bought, bought out the remainder of his contract, and he's and he's free to be available. Just mm-hmm. to kind of yeah. stoke the talk that's going on online about who's yeah. going to show up Wednesday. Because a lot of people mentioned Jeff Hardy. Well, I mean, man, 
the fact that he would even throw that out there. What if it's misdirection on one thing but not the other? What if it would be a Mustafa Ali and Tony Khan did, in fact, pay out the rest of his contract? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Let's get to this because uh, uh, Tony Khan recently spoke with Sports Illustrated's Justin Barrasso about this debut on Wednesday on Dynamite. And this is what Tony Khan had to say about it. Quote, it's a huge signing for us. I've created some debate about what it means to open the forbidden door. And that's what we are going to do on the show. The fans are going to get a great night of wrestling and hope everyone is surprised and comes back for the matches this sets up. It's going to be a big reveal on Dynamite. It sets up this week's Rampage and puts a lot of irons in our fire. We have created an environment in AEW where people routinely expect great matches and we have the wrestlers to live up to those high expectations. Hmm. Hmm. Trying to, I'm trying to look for any hidden. So it sets up this week's ramp. What was supposed to be going down on uh, Rampage? Let me look. Hook, Hook versus uh, uh, QT Marshall. No, student. Yes. Big student. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. I spoke too soon. Yes. QT student. I thought you were going to say QT Marshall. Um. No, he already. <laughs> that, that's probably going to be in the end, but he already took that sucker down. <laughs> yeah. And stepped over him. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I see a lot of it. Here's, here's one thing that I'm kind of confident it won't be, and I've seen this a lot, is people saying, oh, it's going to be Cody and it's a swerve. Yeah. Listen, man, this ain't TNA circa 2011 or whenever yeah. they would do silly shit like that where it's like, oh, no, it's stupid. So um, as far as the Keith Lee talk, mm -hmm. Mia Yim just posted a picture of, of, of herself and Keith Lee, and it looks like they're on their honeymoon. Yeah. Because they're yeah. sitting someplace, there's, I would imagine, an ocean behind them, some sort of mm -hmm. body of water. They got a couple mm -hmm. drinks. It looks like they're on, like on a on a beach or something. Green screen, man. You know these zoom backgrounds. Let's see if I could do it here. You're gonna you're gonna, you're gonna be in some tropical locale. How do I do that? Change, choose virtual background. What do I got here? Oh, look at this. Let's see it. Look at that. Ah! Oh ah! gosh, get that off ah! there. <laughs> I was being attacked by the corona. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, oh, that was horrifying. No. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, Jimmy Thomas says uh, Shane Strickland. I don't believe his no compete is up till next week because he was <laughs> in, in the group that was uh, released on November seventeenth. Yeah, and people are saying it could be somewhere in Florida. Entirely possible. You know what the saddest thing is? The saddest thing is. Oh, man, no. I, look, I I think this is going to be really cool, whatever it is. I don't think it's going to be like some, you know, low-card guy or gal or whatever. I think it's going to be a pretty cool thing because there's there's a, there's plenty of great names out there. Oh, yeah. Um, that are available that, that wouldn't be <laughs> Jerome B. No, I was going to say, I got, I got Bama. This is like a, it's kind of like a, a Ripley's Believe It or Not type book. It's like ultimate weird but true things. And there was one page, I forgot what it was, it was like, it was talking about bacteria and there was like a microscopic, you know, it looked like a cell yeah. or it looked like a bacteria. <laughs> Bamba looked at it and said, oh no, dad, it's COVID <laughs> because she's seen those, you know, the pop, the pictures of COVID. Yeah. Out there. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, our, our, poor, our poor children. <laughs> They're growing up like this. I know. I know. Oh man. Anyways, um, so yeah, it's. I think it's going to be cool, man. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a, a pretty big deal. Um, let's talk about Raw. Sure. I thought. I, you know, maybe the move to sci-fi. Maybe they should keep it on sci-fi because uh, I thought that it was. Uh, I thought that it was. It was pretty interesting. You know, man. 
It's pretty simple. Uh, you and I say this all the time. When you keep the talking to a minimum, you emphasize wrestling and kind of more importantly than than both those things, whatever you do should have some amount of stakes to them. Like, for example, you have a rematch with Kevin Owens and Austin Theory. Okay, why are you doing a rematch? This is why. Because Kevin Owens thinks that if he can beat Austin Theory this time, he'll get into the elimination chamber. And they say, no, that's not how it works. And he's like, whoa, wait a second. Come on, man. Like, I need to be in WrestleMania. And, and, and Sony's like, maybe you're not going to be. So you're using whatever you're doing to motivate story going mm-hmm. forward. That's how everything, if it's a talking segment or not, that's how everything should work. And I feel like they did uh, quite a bit of that on Raw last night. Yeah, they did a lot more than than they have in, in episodes past. Um, mm-hmm. It seemed like over the last three weeks, they've actually, maybe someone there is listening to the show, focusing more on actually developing stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and giving us longer matches. I don't know what they're doing on SmackDown. It seems like the average length of a match on SmackDown has gone down by maybe like 50%. I don't know. What the Have deal you is. noticed? We're we're in the middle of we're in the middle of the transition. Man, this has been ever since we've been ever since for as long as we've been doing this. Oh yeah. It's like Raw and SmackDown can and never just be good together. Or even bad together. There's always like one that is better than the other, and then the, there's the tides of change. And now yeah, we're in we're happens. in the middle of that, it where it's like, oh wait a second, no, Raw is seemingly on a more regular basis now, much better than SmackDown, which SmackDown just feels emptier these days. It really does, and it, which, which seems interesting because I feel like they're trying to focus more on characters on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but just the way they're doing it, it does make it feel emptier, like nothing's happening. But if you're focusing more on developing character, advancing storyline, obviously not in the ring, mm-hmm. you think, okay, this is jam packed full of stuff. Yeah, but just nothing feels of, really of consequence on there. Whereas yeah. on Raw now, they're focusing on. I mean, it helps that they got some really great personalities with good chemistry mm-hmm. on yeah. Raw. You got RK Bro, you got American Alpha, you got Seth and Kevin Owens. I could go on yeah. and on, you know. Um, yeah, sure. And if you lean onto those immensely talented people and their mm-hmm. chemistry to push yeah. your show, uh, sorry, Lashley and MVP as well. Yeah, you know it, it's gonna it's gonna make the show enjoyable. Now Raw isn't necessarily must watch still. Yeah, a lot right. of the stuff on here, while you know uh, more important, still doesn't feel immensely important. Like if you yeah. miss an episode, you're completely out of the loop. It's not to that extent yet. But yeah. it's 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 a far more enjoyable three hours than it was several months ago. I don't think either of us is regretting uh, our decision to move our reviews till the next day. No, and I, it it would take it would take raw like going down to two hours and just being like completely musty to do that. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about a couple things here. A couple revelations. Number one, given what happened in the main event scene, it seems kind of obvious. We were just asking this question yesterday. What Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens are going to be doing at WrestleMania? It's pretty Do obvious now, doesn't it? Yeah, it seems like they're going to be challenging RK Bro, who should be winning the tag titles. I guess one question could be: um, Have Alpha Academy made such a good case for themselves that a Mania matchup for the tag title, the Raw tag titles between RK Bro uh, and then Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, which is, seems to be teased last night? Mm-hmm. To make that a triple threat, including uh, American uh, Gable Alpha. and yeah. Otis, yeah. I mean they've 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 made the case for themselves because 
the work that Gable and Otis have done over the last month. It's been stellar. That's been really good. And I, I, you have to imagine that Vince is absolutely thrilled with what they're doing right now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you can tell Vince loves what Gable's doing mm-hmm. right now. It's like just back when Vince really loved what Otis was doing. But I feel like there's more there there this time. You know, yeah. it's like American Alpha is a much more well-rounded team. And, well, there's and more dimension, yeah. Yeah, I sure. I mean, for, for weeks we were lamenting how Otis was really just one-dimensional. Yeah, right. And then there was worries like, okay, well, if they start introducing more comedic elements to Otis, is going to be too much of a, of a, a throwback to how he used to be? And it's still kind of – it's hard to take him seriously as this force in the ring that just destroys everybody. But they've actually managed to find a good middle ground where they reference, you know, like he like he still loves meat, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. yeah. By him just saying ham a bunch last night during the quiz yeah. bowl. There's little references to the Otis of old that mm. doesn't overshadow what they're still still trying to do with him, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Um, The other thing that I noticed last night was... uh, I I get the feeling that as soon as it's not going to be Damien Priest, it's just going to be Damien which would accomplish two goals. It would give Damian Priest because so AJ Styles beat him clean last mm-hmm. night and there was no disrespect uh, uh, shown towards Damian Priest. Nope. And yet just the mere fact of losing a championship contender match, which actually I believe they announced that AJ versus Priest is happening next, next week, week for, for the, the title. title. Yeah. 
though the championship contender match motivated an actual like it did its job, mm -hmm. which is all I really asked for. If you're going to do it this way, then do it, then then do it. Um, but he looked like he the, the Damien started to, to come out a bit. And I wonder if maybe him either losing to AJ next week, the actual title, which wouldn't surprise him because Vince has always really loved AJ. Yeah. He's like the go-to, you know, if, yeah. if you need somebody who's stable with the title, it's him. Um, but maybe they want to go ahead and do a heel Damian Priest. And, you know, they love just having one name on people. So maybe he'll just ditch the priest and just be bad guy Damian, which is what they should call him, bad guy Damian. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it seemed yeah. like that might be the direction. Do you, how do you feel about him possibly losing his title next week? You think oh, he's the, the, the days of him as as uh, as uh, U.S. champ are, are definitely numbered. Um, yeah. That seemed to be the case as soon as they kind of uh, turned his character into this current incarnation because mm -hmm. he was actually really getting over, doing great work. He seemed comfortable in the role yeah. and the character he had. Then they decided to change it. Then he, it was like he had issues trying to explain his motivations effectively communicate yeah. what exactly is his character now. was wow. and and it just hasn't worked all the mm. the reactions he was getting from the crowd poof seemingly gone something no yeah. one cares about damian priest now from the the crowd standpoint so yeah they gotta do something he's gonna mm. lose that belt probably to aj and then we'll see yeah maybe he'll turn heel but that's a bummer that they had something that was working with him and decided on a whim let's just do something else and it's worked to his detriment it's a bummer. I wonder, you know, I, to play, I'll just try to play devil's advocate here. Sometimes I wonder if Vince doesn't quite, if, if creative doesn't quite know. It's like, okay, you got a guy who people seem to like well enough just by being himself. But how do I write that person into, into it's oftentimes they need the character quirks to, to 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 find something to grab onto. Yeah, no, I understand I, that. Yeah, and I and I just wonder if it's a matter of well, you know what, you're likable enough, but it's like it's it's kind of like um, it reminds me of Apollo Cruz. Before he made his transition into who he is now, he had a really good personality. You can tell he seemed genuine. You know, obviously he had everything in the ring, and he came off like a guy who the people would probably respond to just by being himself. Mm -hmm. But like, where do you go from there? And I wonder if that's why they're like, hey, we need to completely revamp who you are. And granted, I understand he's not on TV a hell of a lot now, but I think that he's on TV is featured a lot more than he would have been had he continued the trajectory he was on because he was like never on TV. Yeah. And the only time he got opportunity was when pandemic hit and people were just gone. Um, and I wonder if that was a thing with Priest. It's like, hey, we need to turn you into a character and this is how we're going to get there. And yeah, maybe the the whole Jekyll and Hyde thing was clunky. But if they if they just sort of drop the priest aspect of it, turn him into a bad guy, um, maybe he'll be able to get to that point where he's a bad guy and people are going to appreciate him enough to turn him back good guy like a year or two from now if if they treat it right. I mean, I, don't I think know. part of the problem too with with priest in particular is that there was no story leading from one point to another. No, there wasn't. He was yeah. cool, dude. And then yeah. he was dude with like who couldn't control his anger, seemingly yeah. overnight or yeah. in the span of a week. Mm -hmm. You know, 
if if they want to tell the story, they can't chop off the first third of that story they want to tell. Yeah, they often forget about the actual that setup. Bit. I know, I know. And and sometimes it sometimes it sometimes it works fine. Like why was Stone Cold all of a sudden Stone Cold? I guess they did. He actually did. He he dropped DiBiase, didn't he? Yeah. Like publicly. And then there was like did, a, a yeah. process of him actually finding his voice as Stone Cold. You know. Quite literally, I was yeah. watching King of the Ring '96, and he sounds like a different person. Yeah. <laughs> like, like his voice was like higher pitched when he first became Stone Cold Steve mm-hmm. Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting. I just, I, what I really hope, and I think it's possible, I hope Priest is able to like really sink into his character if he has a definite direction for for what he's going to be. Yeah. And I sometimes, sometimes you know, if a guy is a bad guy. Um, he's, he gets a little bit more leeway. He has a little bit more fun with it. And, uh, and maybe cause he's got the look, he's got the, I think he's got the promo he's skills. He's a good wrestler. I just think that he needs to understand who he is and maybe some direction will actually help him in the, in that regard. And maybe it'll, you know, uh, give creative some ideas on, on what to do with them. That that's, that's my hope. You know? Yeah, I know. I know. Um, it seems like we haven't really talked about these Alexa bliss therapist vignettes much but i feel yeah. like after these last two weeks we've seen some movement mm-hmm. yeah sure you know like she's like week by week progress she, progress yeah <laughs> like it's progress. subtle stuff like week by week she's she's getting away from you know like the the in terms of how she like the gear she was wearing for the mm-hmm. the fiend right yeah alexa yeah. bliss and it feels like by the time we're gonna be done with these therapist sessions it's gonna be more we're gonna see more of the goddess Alexa Blitz, you know, and less I think of the you're right stuff. About that, that seems to be the direction they're heading. And 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 while, like, I I don't know if these little video packages are exactly working for me. I see what they're doing, and I could at least appreciate they're trying to tell a story with a degree of subtlety that I that is actually pretty rare for WB. And mm-hmm. whether the actual content of these packages is good or not, Alexa, you give her anything, and she's going to do what she can with it. You know. I'll be honest with you, man. I'm kind of sold on these things. What what I'm trying to do is is ab- absorb them and observe them as sort of like a stage play because that's how it's set up. Yep. Um, I do think that they would be a lot more effective had they just filmed it a little bit different with some moody, more mood. We talked about this before. Yep. Twenty four frames, letterbox it, some you know mood lighting, make it more cinematic. Yeah. That being said, the actual substance of it isn't bad. Like it's it's really not like they're playing it pretty straight, um, at least this week. It, <laughs> Except it felt... for the therapist, therapist saying you could get this doll at WBShop.com. That was that was awesome. <laughs> that was so great. I was hoping that we'd get something like that. But I liked her little story about being at the you know getting cut off at the cars and then the grocery store and like she described the lady as being like Lily. Um, I thought I thought it was pretty decent. It's not bad. Um, it's not bad. Again, yeah. I think I think a lot of it is presentation. Um, mm-hmm. if it was presented a little more cinematically, maybe it, it mm-hmm. would be more effective. Sometimes I think I think it would be because it 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 needs that. But I'm also not like a fan of of theater. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm not a it's huge like, theater I, person either. I'm I'm more appreciative of of like you know cinematography mm-hmm. as opposed to stage design and yeah. setting. Yeah. Um. But that being said, I can recognize when somebody like I can take somebody's performance and then try to view it through that sort of cinematic lens. Yeah. Yeah. And and it would be effective. It, it would be. be it would be much more effective. Yeah, I think so. If it was just that, but like, yeah, I and and, and I agree. The um the the costuming on her 
has become more subtle. It's become a lot less what it was before. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's probably where, where we're headed. Yeah. yeah, it seems to be. And if they're actually taking their time and telling the story of how she has distanced herself from Lily and all that, that's actually mm-hmm. fairly refreshing because, it, you know, years past, she'd be off TV for several months and the show back up. Yeah. No yeah. story about how she changed her character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's like you gotta take, you gotta, you know, if they do something good, you gotta salute it. And I feel, feel you like get, you gotta give them credit for something that we just criticized them for doing. Exactly. It. They're actually telling the story of how she's tr- transitioning into a new character or return to the old character. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's hop into it. It started with the uh, RK Bro Alpha Academy Quiz Bowl. This is the third uh, event of the triad mm-hmm. of events. Hosted, of course, by Kevin Patrick, mm-hmm. and uh, this was exactly as you think it was. There was a grid of topics on the Tron, and they get to, they got to choose. It was like I think uh, uh, four for each team, or something like that. There was a grid of there was nine categories. Nine categories. The, the final score was like five to four. Five four. Yeah, I think it was five to four. Five yeah. four. Yeah. Um. So uh, so first we got a recap, of course, of the first two rounds. Kevin's about to explain the rules. He gets shushed by Gable. He explains it. Uh, so even the mouth breathers of Denver, they were in Denver, Colorado last night, can understand. Uh, and uh, like we said, a bunch of categories uh, with multiple choice answers. Unfortunately, no whammies in this situation. But, you know, uh, you can't be perfect, I guess. And then the other team, if you get it wrong, they can steal yeah. your question in the first team to five wins. Yes. Yes, so uh, Alpha Academy, since they won the last round, they get to go first. Gable chooses U.S. presence. question is, who is the first president to be elected while, hold, uh, while holding a college degree? And uh, Gable says, there's one thing I know. It's college degrees. I just got one with a 4.0. Uh, thank you. Uh, and thank you. The crowd, that, of course, boos. And he tells them not to boo education. Then he answers correctly. The answer, did you know this one, Steve? I, it was an educated guess. It's John I, I figured. I figured that, like, I, yeah, I figured that George Washington probably. I think he was a general by like twenty three or something. So like, and then yeah, I figured the first couple presidents probably didn't have college degrees. John Adams, I think, was number four. He was two. He was the second president. Oh, was he the second one? Yep. And then his son was like sixth, I think. Yeah, something like that. I think I knew that. Because it was Adams. Washington, Adams, Jefferson. Jefferson, Madison, Madison Monroe, Monroe, and then Quincy, Quincy Adams. Adams. Yeah. <laughs> what a bunch of nerds. All right. Uh, RK Bro is up next. Riddle chooses biology. And the question is, how many hearts does an octopus have? Riddle says, uh, well, my cousin's a marine biologist, and we dissected an octopus once. And he says it had three hearts, and that was the correct answer. That was the correct answer. Next, Gable. Selects Greek mythology, and the question is, which character in Greek mythology flew too close to sun? Of course, that's Icarus. You know why I knew this one, especially? I had heard the story before, but it was also in the movie Pi, mm-hmm. the Aronofsky movie. It'd be like, Icarus, you fly too close to the yeah, sun, Yeah, it's something Max. that's referenced a lot. A lot. <laughs> uh, RK Bros up next. Orton selects card. This is the one I didn't know. Oh, really? I did not know which. I was never a big Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Fan, do you knew which which of the weapons each of these dudes had? Well, I, I didn't know that, but I knew Michelangelo had the nunchucks because that was because ah, you know okay. back in like the the early nineties, like nunchucks seemed like the coolest weapon. 
Mm-hmm. And so I do Michelangelo had that. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. It was an Eternal. They referenced it in Eternals. That's right, as well. Oh, Icarus? I, I barely paid attention to that movie. That was so boring. Uh, let's, well, Chad is mentioning, yeah, the Icarus thing. Uh, so, uh, yeah. The, so that's good. They get that one uh, right. Gable complains. You know, he's like, what is we're talking about cartoons? And Orton's like, hey, shut up and let your partner answer the next question. So Otis picks geography and they ask which is the largest uh, which is the largest of the continental US states. This one's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. The answer was the, the, the questions were it was Texas, California, Florida. Florida. No, I don't think Florida was oh. on there. It was like Minnesota and something else. Um and of course Otis got Texas correct. Mm-hmm. He says he says well the if the if the question was what's the what's the lowest IQ state it would be Colorado, but the biggest is Texas. Yeah. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, next up, Riddle picks pop culture. Question is, uh, which Baldwin is Haley Baldwin's dad? I didn't know this one. This either. is the one I, I kn- didn't know. I figured it wasn't Alec Baldwin because I think I would have known that, but like I don't know anything about the other Baldwins. Yeah, and of course she's married to Justin Bieber. Uh, so Riddle's like, "Hey, Randy, do you know this one?" He doesn't, and Riddle says, "I want to use my lifeline and call my friend Justin Bieber." And Kevin Patrick's like, "You can't do that." This isn't that this isn't that game show. Or it says, "Well, all I know is Alec Baldwin, so we're going to answer that." But that's wrong. And then uh, Gable steals says, uh, "This man happens to be in one of my favorite films, Biodome." Stephen Baldwin, which seems out of character, but is a hilarious reference. It is. Uh, so uh, Gable says, uh, uh, so "He says oh, with, with all yeah, the yeah. downtime you're going to have, I hope you guys read a book." He picks film and literature. And uh, and the question is, what Shakespeare plays have been made into the which Shakespeare play has been made into the most number of films? And Otis. So I wonder if the gag here was supposed to be Otis is going to say Hamlet and Gable cuts him off. The cutoff seemed like it was too late. So it just seemed like Otis was saying ham, which I know is a good double meaning like he meant Hamlet, but he kept on saying ham. And I wonder if the gag was a little bit lost because I think Gable might have been. The idea is he cuts him off before Otis gets the answer right. Maybe. I also kind of just thought it was it was Otis hearing Ham and then going back to, you know. That was how it played. Yeah. That That's how it Which played. Which I didn't and find I anything wrong if, with it, per se. It no, funny. I thought it was hilarious because, you know, the, the, the weird dude who used to be obsessed with steaks and weights is now saying Ham. Yeah. But I think he was supposed to be cut off by Gable before be. he was giving the right answer. Because of Gable's, you know, hubris. Yeah. Um, so anyways, he keeps on saying ham and Gable's like really freaking out. I was like, well, I got, I got this, I got this. And, and 
and he says, uh, he, he says, Romeo and Juliet. And, he, and Gable freaks out. He's like, that buzzer's way too loud. Yeah, it was pretty funny. And apparently that was a Always Sunny reference, yeah, yeah, according yeah. to somebody in uh, chat. Then Riddle answers Hamlet. That is the correct answer. Uh, RK Bro, they pick. Orton says, let's do sports. The question is, which quarterback has the most wins in Broncos history? <laughs> uh, uh, Orton pulls the crowd, says, I need a little help from you all oh, here and in he Denver. does it with such an enthusiasm. Orton's having more fun here than anybody. I know. And, of course, it's John Elway. He is the Broncos quarterback forever. Of course, he has most wins. So it's the tied 4-4. Uh, final uh, category is metric conversions. So if American Alpha get this, they win. So the question is, how many grams are in an ounce? Hmm. And Gable is actually, he's like really nervous now. He's worried about the buzzer. He's trying to make the conversion in his head. He waffles on his answer. Ultimately, he says 12. That's wrong. And Riddle says, you know, uh, I was cal- uh, calibrating my scale and Orton goes, no, 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 I got this. And, Randy, and Riddle says, well, how do you know? And Orton says, do you think I'm the only one here that bakes? Mm-hmm. He says there are exactly 28 grams in an ounce. That is the correct answer. They win. Yeah. Um, Gable demands a new question. Riddle shushes him. Says, you, got, you just got outsmarted by the three most dangerous letters in sports entertainment. Orton says, RK, bro. Gable blames the crowd for the loss. He yells at the buzzer's too loud, and it keeps on buzzing. He just collapses to the floor. He collapses to the floor. This was a wildly entertaining It really really was. It really was. Uh, Then uh, Street Profits come out, and they just kind of tease American Alpha for losing. Uh, Gable rolls out of the ring, and uh, he says, I got a question for you guys. What what team is about to get their asses kicked by American Alpha tonight? And Ford says, that's a challenge. We accept that match happens. And this is like the first commercial break. So they advertise the first hour of Raw and Sci-Fi. It was going to be commercial-free. That was almost correct. However, they did run commercials. It was just all commercials for WWE stuff. It was it was, it was either uh, replays of segments, uh, commercials for like WWE Shop, uh, commercials for SmackDown, the SmackDown Breakdown. So they still had commercial breaks. Just even it wasn't paid advertising during these breaks. I wonder. I wonder internally. I mean, obviously, they don't consider these commercials because they're not like getting paid for them. But yeah. to the viewer, they definitely come off as yes. commercials. Um, but I, I like to think of them as reminders of their great products and programming. Anyways, uh, Street Prof. I'm sorry, uh, Alpha Academy here gets the uh, the win. Gable reverses silencer into an ankle lock, rolls up Dawkins for the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we had a Lita video package. Uh, and then we had the the gameplay trailer for WWE 2K22, and then it went to like a, a, a montage of the top 10 Instagram photos of WWE wrestlers and personalities. Well, they still have to fill all that time I that know. they usually devote to commercials. And like, But after the quiz bowl, it made sense. They had to break down that set, mm-hmm. get yeah, the ring sure. ready for the match. So I understand why they had to kind of you know, put some filler in there to get the, the ring ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, then MVP comes out, introduces Bobby Lashley. Lashley is from the Denver area, I believe. Really awesome homecoming for yeah. Lashley as WWE champion. So uh, MVP says, uh, sorry, Lashley comes to the ring. MVP says last week they should have their celebration after he beat Brock. He says that he knows that some people are saying that Lashley only won because Roman got involved, but Brock would have done the same thing. The only thing that matters is that Lashley pinned Brock and stood victorious last week. They should have had their ticker tape parade and should be uh, uh, popping bottles of champagne. 
Should have been declared Bobby Lashley Day, but instead, what they got is Adam Pearce telling Lashley off to defend his title in the, in the Elimination Chamber against five other superstars. He says, which brings us back to Brock. He won the Rumble match. An impressive feat. Brock earned his match against Roman at WrestleMania. But Brock entering the chamber and taking Lashley's title to make it title for title at WrestleMania? Pure fantasy. It'll never happen. Fiction. Never happen. He says Lashley will leave the Elimination Chamber still WWE champ. MVP then puts over all the other chamber participants. Says they're all stellar super, superstars, but they're men. Lashley and Brock are monsters. And Lashley is the biggest and baddest monster of them all. So Lashley takes the mic. He says Brock disrespected him for the last time. He says he came to Raw with his MMA gloves on trying to demand a rematch, but you don't make demands of the almighty. He says Brock came in and demanded everything that he never worked for. He says, when was the last time Brock even had a match on Raw? So I'm not going to be disrespected. That's why I hope it comes down to me and Brock in the chamber just so I can pin him again. He says it's not him locked in the chamber with Brock. It's going to be Brock locked in the chamber with Bobby Lashley. When Brock wakes up in the hospital, uh, scarred by the sound, scared by the sound. He sort of mumbled over his words. here. He said, scared by the sound of Lashley, the so-called beast can challenge for the universal title title at Mania while he'll be defending his title in the main event of WrestleMania. There does seem to be quite a bit of confusion as to what title is going to main event WrestleMania because even if Bobby keeps his title, Roman is still going to be the main event. So in the course of of Raw last night, I believe... um, I guess you can hope. uh, Lashley said that he was going to main event. What a peaceful look he has on his face. Oh, I'm frozen. I just realized this now. Ah. There we go. I'm back (laughs) now, I think. You're back. I will keep going. During the course of the show, I believe both Lashley and at least Liv Morgan, they both said if they won matches at Elimination Chamber, then they will be a main eventing WrestleMania. Wait, wait. What? What's what? Liv said during her promo before her match with Dewdrop that if she, after she wins the Chamber match uh, at, at Elimination Chamber, then she would main event WrestleMania against Becky Lynch. Yeah, everybody thinks they're going to be main eventing. Like Ronda and Charlotte's going to main event night one. Seems to be the case, yeah. And Brock and or Roman versus Brock. It'll be Brock. Brock, regardless of the title, yeah. is going to be main eventing night two. Yeah. So people need to stop talking about that. Yeah. Uh, so we uh, we get a Alexa therapy session. Um, she's got the the pink streaks back in her hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she got like double uh, ponytails going. Uh, mm-hmm. Therapist says, "I want to prove to you that you don't need to be near Lily." And so, oh, this is a recap from last week, I think. And then uh, she hands it over the replica of Lily, and she begins to cry. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get AJ Styles versus Damian Priest. This is a really fun match. Mm-hmm. Uh, the step to that finish was great. Mm-hmm. Um, so Priest sends AJ to the apron. AJ punches Priest. He's looking for a phenomenal form, but instead Priest hits him with a form, and he goes to run the ropes, like maybe hit him with a kick or something. Mm-hmm. When uh, Priest is rebounding off the ropes, AJ hits phenomenal form. The timing was basically impeccable. It was great. It was. It was awesome, yeah. AJ picks up a clean win, and then you see, like, as Damian Priest stews in the corner, you can start to see hints of the Damian coming mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I expect that just to be his full. It's like when the Hulk was just Hulk, and there was no more Yeah, banner. yeah, there's no banner anymore. Yeah. That was in Ragnarok. You should check that movie out. It's great. I've seen like, I don't uh, know, the first third of it. After that, we had Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins backstage. Oh, my gosh. Seth had this iridescent, 
amazing tracksuit. Amazing. And it was beautiful. Honestly, like half of I've noticed so many people now, they seem to be taking inspiration from the variety of materials they offer in the 2K games because like uh uh I know, like Riddle had like a like glittery like a glittery uh, jacket and, and 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 trunks on and then Owens had this iridescence on. Man, it was great. Becky on her her gear last night had some iridescent they just need the down gl- her shoulders. They need, they need the glow material. They Naomi's got to get find her find some glow material. True, true. Um, so, anyways, he says, "I know." Uh, so Kevin Owens is there with him. He says, "I know you're ready for your match tonight." Um, I'm bummed out though that you're not going to be in the chamber with me. And Kevin Owens says, "Don't be sad." He says, "You know, I'm going to let you know. On an, I'm going to let you in on a secret." So that's like, "Oh, I love secrets." He says, "With uh, you know, with your influence and support, and uh, my determination and popularity, you know, I'm very popular." He says, "I have a feeling that after I beat Theory tonight." Pierce and Sonya have no choice but to put me in the chamber match with you. And Seth's like, oh, I don't know. I don't make the rules, but uh, I like your enthusiasm. <laughs> Trying to be as polite as possible yeah. because this is an asinine theory. Yeah. And he says, I got your back. And Kevin Owens says, uh, he's like, you're right, right. Like, you have my back, right? And uh, you're not lying to me. And Seth just laughs. Kevin doesn't see the humor in it. He says, I'm a lot of things, but a liar isn't one of them. And then he just laughs his way out of the, the, yeah. the camera shot. Yeah. Uh, then we had Ms. TV with Dominic and Ray Mysterio. So before uh, Ms. introduces his guest for the night, he tells the crowd to get on their feet, show Maurice some respect uh, for her uh, uh, performance at the Royal Rumble. And he says, this was, this was like the long, sorry not to cut you off. This is like the weird, like, there was really no point to this segment beyond like setting up a match between Dom and Miz or where Dom actually gets the, I know. The, yeah. The rematch where Dom gets, gets a win back. I know. But otherwise it's funny. Cause he was like, do you even know why you're out here? And he's like, no. And Miz is like, I feel like the, I sense there was hard feelings after last week and I wanted to clear the air. Yeah. So he throws to a video of what happened last week. He was like, you know, I see that and I see nothing wrong. And Ray's like, yeah, you know, winning with underhanded tactics. And uh, and Miz is like, uh, are you calling me a cheater? And the crowd calls Miz a cheater, and he has a back and forth with the crowd. He's like, you know, Edge and Beth are cheaters because Beth punched and kicked me. He says uh, when Ray or Edge or Beth or Eddie use an underhanded tactic, Eddie, he mentions Eddie, he says they're cheered. But when I do it, I get booed. I'm called a cheater. So I'm not a cheater. I outsmarted you, Dom. He says, I'll give you some advice. I've been here a long time. If you step in the ring with me, you know what you're getting. And if you lose, that's your fault. He says, if anyone was cheated out of anything, I was cheated out of a chamber match. But who got that opportunity? Rey Mysterio. Even though I've been on a tear since winning Money in the Bank. And Rey's like, yeah, you cheated to win that. He was like, well, I beat Drew when he was unbeatable. And Rey's like, yeah, with Lashley's help. And he says, well, I became WWE champ. Biggest star in this company. I was on Dancing with the Stars. Blah, blah, blah. And uh, But is my face on the posters? The trucks, the cover of 2K22? He was like, no, but you know whose is? Rey's. And Ray asked, uh, Ms. asked Ray, uh, what do you have that I don't have that Maurice doesn't have? She should be on the cover of 2K22, which would be great, by the way. That would be great. Uh, Maurice says, Ray could learn a thing or two from me. She says, you should call yourself Ray Marie Stereo. Oh, that was clever. Which doesn't have a great ring to it. No, uh, but she got through. She got, like, I would stumble over that 10 times before getting out. It was smooth, out. wasn't it? Yeah. In any way, cl- clearly. And she got it yeah. right the first time. Yeah. Ray says, oh, that's good. But I'm good. I don't need that. And uh, Miz says, I'm just asking for a little bit of respect. Where's my appreciation? My cheers. And Dom says, uh, exactly. He's like, where's his respect? How about you show my dad some respect? And Miz is like, whoa. 
He was like, is that how you do it now, Ray? You hide behind your son? He's like, Dom, if you want a rematch, uh, he says, he says, you want a rematch? And Dom accepts. And Miz looks up and down Dom, and he's like, you know, you are a lot taller than Ray. Are you sure you're not Eddie's son? And uh, and then Dom keeps Ray from attacking Miz, and instead Dom pushes uh, Miz, and Miz rolls out of the ring. Um, so just to clarify, in kayfabe, Eddie is actually Dom's dad. I believe so, yes. Okay, just double check. That's my understanding. Just double check, yeah. That's my understanding. Uh, then after a picture-in-picture commercial break, um, which saw Miz going around the ring just trying to get as much heat from the crowd as he could. We come back. We have the match. Uh, Maurice trips up Dom, and the ref sees it, and he throws her out of the ringside area. But while the ref is arguing with her, Ray trips up Miz, and Miz leans through the ropes and is trying to get his hands on Ray, and then Dom rolls him up to get the win. Yeah, sorry. Mr. Sinister here calls it right in chat. He says, technically not his dad, his papi essay. <laughs> Uh, after that, we see a shot of Vince talking to Austin Theory in his office. He wasn't holding a pencil point at the eraser, though. Still know what that means. I don't know, man. Uh, I think it's like a yeah. I don't. I don't know. I'm not gonna try to get in Vince's head. After that, we had Bianca Belair versus Nikki Ash uh, Ash. I thought that they told a pretty simple story here. Bianca Nikki was working over Bianca's leg, mm-hmm. and uh, and she had a hard time in the end. Getting her up for it, but eventually she hit the KOD mm-hmm. for the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we're backstage. Our truth Tazawa and Tamina are running around backstage looking for Dana and Reggie. So they run off frame, and then Dana and Reggie, I believe, are hiding behind some road cases. Uh, Dana says, hey, thanks for helping me out. You've helped me become a better champion and gives Reggie a kiss on the cheek. And Reggie's like, okay, what does this all mean? You know, uh, And she says, oh, we're, we're really good friends, and I hope that never changes. And they hear Truth and Tazawa and Tamina run back towards them. They kind of had a moment where it seems like they might actually kiss each other, but then they end up having to run off. That's got to be a Mania moment. You got to pay this off at Mania with a big old kiss. Although I appreciate, I know this term, like I I remember this term used to be a very, uh, like, you know, it wasn't taken so seriously, but I think some people sort of convoluted it. And now it's like a a term you're not supposed to use, but the Corey Graves says, oh, poor Reggie, he's in the friend zone. Yeah, he did say that. <laughs> but I think like I think like these days you're not supposed to say that term. It was always a fairly innocuous term back in the day, though. Just meant, oh, I like her, but she didn't see me that way. Uh, then we got Kevin Owens versus Austin Theory next. This is another really good match between these two guys. Uh, at one point, uh, Theory is trying to do the spot against Owens where he you know slams him like back and head first against the ring steps. Owens evades that. He throws Theory into the ring steps, hits a cannonball off the steps. Raw rolls on. Um, oh wow! Look at this white brown. He's got the uh, the the ratings here. Obviously, being on Sci-Fi, uh, opposite the Olympics. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One point three eight seven million. One million three hundred eighty seven. I honestly thought it might be a little bit lower than that. Moving to a different channel. Kind of probably figure. I might have thought that it might have gotten down to like a one point two, maybe. That's what I thought. That was like I was the worst. Too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the end, though, uh, Kevin Owens gets the win. Finish was pretty cool, so Owens going for a swanton. Theory gets his knees up. He's looking for his rolling drop kick. Instead, he rolls right into a super kick from Kevin Owens, and he falls with a stunner for the win. And then later on, he's going to go lobby uh, Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville to try to get himself in that chamber match. But first, RK Bro is backstage. 
And mm-hmm. Riddle's like, he's looking forward. He's like, hey, we got, we're going to fight for the tag title soon. He's really excited about that. And Orton goes, hold on. Don't get ahead of yourself. You got a shot at the WWE title at, at Elimination Chamber. And take it from me, I've been in a handful of those matches, and it's unforgiving. But if you walk out of that structure with a title around your waist, you're going to walk into, oh, here it is, the main event at WrestleMania as WWE Champion. Three times mm-hmm. it's mentioned. Says, but before you even think about any of that, you gotta focus on tonight when you face Seth Rollins. You do not want to take him lightly. He'll do whatever it takes to pick up that W. All he, all you have to do right now is focus on Rollins. And Riddle goes, got it. Leaves. Five seconds later, he walks back into frame. <laughs> says, you know, if I win that chamber and win the W title, and we win the tag titles back, I'll be a double champion. Randy, you'll be a tag champion. And hey, I was thinking of throwing an RK Broga party next week. And Randy just goes, just focus on Seth tonight. Riddle says, yeah. okay, walks on. Riddle cannot focus. No. Uh, but And then it was announced later on, we're getting that toga party uh, next week. Mm-hmm. That should be pretty fun. That should be fun. Uh, because, you know, Alpha Academy is going to try and interrupt it. And we're oh, going to yes. see Otis in a toga. Uh, after that, we got a promo. Veer is still coming. After that, we had a uh, Lita comes out. Mm-hmm. Man, I I don't know what she's like in terms of like physically being able to 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 do that. The WWE schedule, even a part time one, it'd be awesome if she came back for a run, though, It'd be pretty like cool. an actual run. It would be pretty cool. So uh, she said, uh, she said, you know, I had no idea I'd be on Raw a couple weeks ago, but after being in the Rumble with some of the top stars, I started to feel like I was home again. And the crowd is loving Lita. Everybody loves Lita. She says, I was in there with Charlotte, Ronda, Bianca, Rhea. She says, but there was one person who was absent from the Rumble who's the top of her game, went for broke, and issued a challenge for for Becky. Uh, She says, we go back a long way. I've wanted this match for a long time. That brings out Becky Lynch. Mm -hmm. Uh, She comes out. She says, you know, hey, ask the crowd how incredible it is to hear Lita say such incredible things about me. Says, it's one thing to come out and prove night after night that I'm the best, but it means so much. Oh, sorry, so much so that Ronnie's running scared, but it's another story to come out and hear it from your teenage idol. Uh, Becky continues. Uh, she says, last week, Lita, you came out and issued a challenge. And uh, initially, I said no, and I want to explain why. It says, growing up, I worshipped you. Uh, you showed me that anything was possible in WB. And when I showed up here, a lot of people turned up my nose at me, but you didn't. You weren't one of them. Um, and she says that something is, she saw something in Becky and support her, and for that, she's grateful. That felt very genuine. She says, mm-hmm. without Lita, there would be no Becky Lynch. But then she turns serious, but now that there is a Becky Lynch, there can be no Lita. Lita, do you understand how hurtful it is to have the one person you looked up to more than anyone else try to take everything away from me? This title is the most important thing in my life. I've gotten rid of everything to get what I have. I've gotten rid of friends. No problem. Uh, I've gotten rid of all the people, the fans. No problem. And I will get rid of you, no problem. I'm in the prime of my career. I've beaten everyone who's gotten in my way. Lita, you may have helped bring me uh, bring me up, but I have no problem putting you down. Yeah, and uh, Lita says, you know, Becky, <clears throat> you speak the truth. You're at the top of your game. You're the odds-on favorite, and that's why I'm here. She says, I have no problem being the underdog. I was just some punk rock kid who went out and chased your dreams. But it was the fans that helped me become a four-time women's champion. It was them who chanted my name and helped me live my dreams. So while it may be true that I haven't had a title shot in 15 years, there's something that hasn't changed. The WWE still supports me to this day. So as long as we're here, there's still Lita. 
But what is Becky? But what Becky has to get okay with is how she feels when Lita walks out five times. When I walk out five time women's champ, Becky says uh, she'll leave Lita with the people because that's all you're gonna have. She turns around to leave, turns around again, tries to sucker punch Lita. Lita catches it, looks for a twist of fate. Becky escapes that, uh, puts some stomps on Lita, holds up the title, starts to leave, gets back in the ring. Looks for a manhandle slam. Lita elbows her way out, hits a twist of fate, and Becky sells the shit out of it. And then she follows that up with an awesome moonsault. Um, so yeah, this should be this should be a killer match. It should be really good. An elimination chamber. It Looking should be really good. Uh, then we get Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville backstage. Sonya's got her arm in a sling, selling uh, Ronda Rousey, putting in the arm bar on Friday. Uh, Owens walks in, and he's like, "Oh, just the two people I wanted to see." He says, you both look great. Strong suitcase. Well, me not so much you, Adam Pierce. He says, uh, I, I want to double check with you. You know, I know you saw my win against Theory, and I assume that means I'm in the chamber match now. And Adam Pierce says, no. Sonya says, the qualifiers that took place last week are final. And Kevin Owens says, you got to be kidding me. He says, I'm nothing but genuine and honest, and you're going to deprive the WWE Universe of me winning the Universal cha- uh, me winning in the chamber so I can walk into WrestleMania to defend the WWE title against my best friend. And Adam Pierce just says, yes. And uh, Sonya says, I got to be honest with you, Kevin (laughs) Owens, you might not be at WrestleMania at all. Kevin Owens, he freaks out about that. He starts talking about how much Texas means to him. I love Texas. I won the universal title in Texas, et cetera, et cetera. He's like, got to be a mania. He's like, you might think that I'm lying, but I'm not. I need this. Please think about it. Yeah. Uh, Then we got uh, Liv Morgan versus Dewdrop. Both of them had promos beforehand. Uh, Liv was talking about how hard she took uh, not winning the title from Becky. Um, says it almost broke her, but now she's got a chance to break five other competitors in Elimination Chamber, and she'll move on to the main event of WrestleMania. Dewdrop says, when I came here, I realized I was too passive, too nice. Nice doesn't get you anywhere in WWE. Now, uh, I, then I learned to get nasty, and now I'm going to uh, splatter every other woman on the roster, including Liv. Mm-hmm. And yep. that's that's kind of what she did. She she she, she yeah, dominated man. this match early, and then won at the end. Yeah, with a Vader bomb. Yep. Yeah. No, this this is fun stuff. But uh, I love I love how they're booking uh, Dewdrop. Mm-hmm. Man. Uh, after that, we had uh, Alexis' therapy session continued. She talked about uh, you know he's he's she, they're talking about the progress that she's made, and she talked about controlling her uh, enter, her her being her anger. After being cut off by a car and like another one, she said she went to the mall afterwards. Somebody took her spot, her parking spot, but again, she was able to control her anger. Is this the one she did? Was there one after this? No, this is it. And she talks about uh, being in line at the supermarket and somebody cutting. You know, she's like in a thirty-minute line. Somebody cuts in front of her, and uh, and uh, she's that person. He was like, "Could you describe her?" And uh, she basically describes Lily. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And says that she threw her down the aisle and then hit her with a loaf of bread. Mm-hmm. But then after yeah. that, she controlled her anger. Yeah. Uh, then we got Seth Rollins' interview. He says, nothing against the other competitors in the chamber match, but they are simply not Seth Rollins. He says, my resume speaks for itself, but the one thing that I have not done is headline WrestleMania as WWE champion. That changes this year. It's my time. It's my year. I don't give a damn who you are because you're not me, Seth frickin' Rollins. Uh, after that, we had Seth Rollins versus Riddle. Uh, was not very long though, because it morphed into a second match. Uh, basically, Kevin yeah. Owens uh, comes out and attacks uh, Riddle. Uh, so Seth got DQ'd. 
Uh, Orton comes out to make the save. He hits Kevin Owens with an RKO. Seth and Randy just start yelling at each other. Raw rolls on, and we got a tag match. RK Bro versus so Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. This was great. So Seth was carrying the load early on, and he goes to yeah. So he goes out to the floor, and he's like, Kevin Owens, get on the apron. I need to tag he, you in. And Kevin Owens is like, I just got hit with an RKO a little bit ago. He slaps him on the arms like, man, get it together. He's like, ow, I just got hit with an RKO. Yeah, it was pretty great. That was, that was pretty funny. It was great. So uh, Randy hits Seth with the belly to back on the announce table. Riddle gets tagged in. And then uh, uh, Owens and Seth uh, proceed to isolate Riddle for a good seven minutes. Mm-hmm. So eventually, though, Seth misses a frog splash. Uh, he tags in Owens. He tries to keep Riddle from tagging at Orton. He can't do it. Orton and Seth get tagged in. Orton goes on a run. Hits Seth with a draping DDT. He's looking for the RKO. Seth blocks it. Ends up pushing Randy to his own corner. Riddle tags in. Uh, he hits Kevin Owens with a knee. Hits Seth with a couple kicks. He's looking for a ripcord knee. Seth counters that with some forearms. Falls with a stomp for the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then Seth walks out. And then after he walks out, Orton hits Owens with an RKO, and he rolls to the floor. So Seth looks, sees what happens, just laughs and continues walking up the ramp. Do we have this wrong? Is it going to be Seth versus Kevin Owens because of what just happened it last could night? Be. It could be. Yeah, that could be. Um, yeah, that could be. Um, anyways, let's go ahead and uh, answer some questions. Sure. Uh, first up, uh, I got a, a list here on the Patreon. Uh, Dave Matushek, what's the remote possibility of Otis going back to the way he used to be and, uh, and turning against Chad Gable in the future? I, I, I honestly think that WWE saw Otis as not having much of a ceiling the way he was. So I would be kind of surprised if he went back to it. Yeah. I'd be surprised. Yeah, it would be, it would be an odd choice, but we've probably seen other things at WWE where they mm-hmm. take a comedic character make it more serious, and then ultimately just go back to the same comedic gimmick that apparently they didn't think worked in the first place. I, I would suggest that when all is said and done with Otis and his WWE career, when he comes back for uh, uh, like Raw reunion episodes, it'll probably be as that version of Otis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, White Brownie, do you guys think the new trademark that be filed is next month premium live event? It was... Sunday Stunner or something like that. Sunday Sunday Stunner. I don't. I don't believe they don't have anything scheduled for next month. I don't believe in March because, I mean, they've done you know short windows to WrestleMania in the past, but I don't know. I kind of feel like after Elimination Chamber there might not be a, another pay per view premium mm-hmm. live event till uh, till Mania. There shouldn't be, but no, there it shouldn't shock me. Like we'll probably hear in a couple of days. Oh, Die Hard Homer has a good idea for a future Raw view. Have you thought of doing the final Nitro alongside the Raw from that night? That would be interesting. I have thought about doing. It. I think it'd be a great idea. We're so great. we're we're doing this. We're bringing back, or we're gonna do a going in Raw view uh, of uh, Summer. I'm sorry, I keep on calling it SummerSlam. Survivor Series 2002 was very first Elimination Chamber match, mm-hmm. and then. What I'd like to do is you come with a suggestion for the next one. I I think we used to do this. I come with a suggestion. I I pulled the friendos over at YouTube uh, in the community tab uh, to see if there's sort of like any suggestions that stand out. And then we'll let our patrons vote on what the next one we do next. So uh, so, yeah. We'll see how that that works out. And then I'm going to be posting a questions thread for Survivor Series 2002 
on our Patreon. Cool. Uh, coming up very shortly. Um, I missed this earlier, but Stone Stonewall Stonewall KODM. Oh, there we which go. Might mean King of the Deathmatch. There maybe? we go. There we go. Rated us with the Ray. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Uh, Eddie Brock's Venom says, "Who do you think out of the Street Profits are going to turn on the other?" Because he says he noticed that uh, Montez been growing out his hair. Dawkins been eating a lot of pins lately. I would think. Pro- mm. I would think. I would love to see Montez as a bad solo guy. Yeah. As a heel, I think that'd be wonderful. So I would like to see Montez turn on Angelo Dawkins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan Rubis Cube, if WB were to book a halftime show match this year for the Superb Owl, what would you want them to book? Empty arena. Okay. Um, you know, how about be great? this? Yeah, go ahead. It'd be great if you if you did Roman Brock. Don't need it at WrestleMania. Do empty arena halftime heat. Oh wow! Falls count don't anywhere. Need it at WrestleMania. Yeah, and just make it like a real physical, brutal match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what they should do. Don't do it. WrestleMania. I am. Well, yeah, they, they should definitely do it at WrestleMania. It's a big, giant money match. In that in that scenario, what would you then book for the main event of WrestleMania? Uh, so of course Roman would win halftime heat, mm-hmm. empty arena. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, you do Big E versus Roman at Mania. Uh, Big E goes over. There you go. The I like event. it. I like your enthusiasm. That's a good idea. I would go with uh, Halftime Heat. Um, uh, Impact Champion Mickey James versus WWE Champion Becky Lynch. All right. That's what I would do. Good. Uh, let's see here. El Gorilla Baby says, any chance on the Frendos getting any the targeted gear this year? Well, that'd be an NXT thing. I'd have to hit up the, the owners of the NXT license for uh, the targeted. You? What's that? That's just, well, I mean, actually, to be fair, that, that property existed prior to NXT. That's, that's, the- I guess maybe it's technically targeted as, as property of Warner Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Because all that machinima stuff. But I wonder if like they the thing is Warner Brothers, because they scrubbed all that stuff, Warner Brothers doesn't even probably know that they have that property. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Possible. Maybe I'll make some bootleg targeted now that it's it's property Warner Brothers. I'll make some bootleg targeted merchandise. There you go. Do like an all over print shirt, but it's just that it's the logo and then you can have a whole cutout like right here on the chest. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, White Brownie has a good point. He says, just go to your local Target. All you got to do is go get a bag, like just buy something at Target, get a bag, and then cut some eye holes, and you have a targeted uh, mask. Uh, Let's see here. Oh, wow. Alex Foster. If you guys had to team up with a wrestler to take on each other in a quiz bowl, who would you get and what category would you be the best at? If Star Trek was a category, oh, yeah. I would I would dump you and Cody that. Me and oh pff, oh man, that's right. He's a big Star Trek nerd. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah, awesome. What about you? Um, I do pretty good with movies, music. Yeah, sure. Sports. Mm-hmm. I think I'd be all right with history. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Give me something more niche than all those, though. Because Star Trek's a pretty specific thing. All right. Oh, uh, me and Big E Seinfeld trivia. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. That's perfect. That's really good. That's really good. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Mondo asks, what do you think the chances are that both the men and women's titles are unified at WrestleMania? I feel like Roman and Brock, I mean, it's going to be title versus title. I I guess it technically wouldn't be unification. Like Becky's, that the winner takes all wasn't unification. No, she no, just no. had she, the two she titles. She defended the individual titles, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don Wagner here says you, mount a, you both misspoke and said American Alpha instead of Alpha Academy and flip-flopping <laughs> doing it gave me a good laugh this episode didn't even notice American Alpha I know I say that shit I almost never say Alpha Academy I don't think I say that I say American Alpha that's funny uh, Riley Black with how massive the AEW roster is more people eventually joining do you think Elevation and Dark should be used more effectively should Tony consider hiring more backstage managers to manage what talent are doing and help rotating them periodically on Rampage and Dynamite you know I think the role that Elevation and Dark serve for main roster AEW wrestlers they go there and pad their win tools essentially mm-hmm and that's something they could, they don't have the time to do on Dynamite and Rampage. Yeah. They just yeah. don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't watch a whole lot of Dark and Elevation because I don't have the time, but I feel like they're utilizing Elevation and Dark just about as effectively as they can in terms of building up uh, uh, win-loss records, bringing in new talent on like a tryout basis, signing some of those people, having them on on a weekly basis, um, and then telling some stories on there to keep viewers engaged so it's just not a series of, of squash matches you know considering that it's, it's a, a, a a YouTube exclusive show I don't know how much more efficiently they could utilize that they could make them shorter I, uh, I, I every week I check them out and sometimes when they're like 30 minutes long they're um, like okay last week's was 43 minutes long it was a uh, uh, elevation mm-hmm. that was it was perfect it was like okay 43 minutes and then i turned on dark because i was watching it on like i was watching all this stuff on tuesday and i turned like it's an hour and a half yeah and like 30 minutes deep i was like man this is just monotonous it's just seven minute match after seven minute match after seven minute match and they weren't really were, they were not really doing a hell of a lot with it it's really hit or miss with what they do um and i i feel like they they probably just don't have the time to schedule out or maybe he should delegate, you know, somebody to actually tell some stories with their mm-hmm. developmental talent. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think they could use that time a little bit better. Like you said, it's, it, 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 it provides a function pad stats and develop the younger talent. And I get that, but uh, I do feel like that time could be, used a tad more effectively. Yeah, I, I, I guess more efficiency and, and more consistency with the, 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 the amount of time that you're going to have to dedicate to those shows. That's a fair point. I feel like if you had, if both if both episodes were like 45 minutes long and they each had at least a couple, I mean, I understand. You want to pad stats and you want to develop talent. Have like a, like the Janela Sunny Kiss stuff. You mm-hmm. know, that was a story that was running through it. Um but I, I think so. I think more of that kind of stuff would be mm-hmm. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, agreed. Yeah. Yeah. 
Dan Daniels the third. Pick your fantasy team Quizzlemania with you against three other tag teams. We never got our, our chance against the Good Brothers. No, we didn't. We are technically no. still interim champions. I think they stopped referring to us as that after a while. Um, I feel like we were champions. We had one successful we did. defense. We did. I was totally fine with that. Uh, me and Alex put up a good fight. You did. You, you uh, both did. That's for sure. I'm. I'm. I'm good. I'm good with that. Uh, your fantasy team, Quizzlemania, with you. Uh, you against three other tag teams. Um, you know, man, I like when it's, I like when it's all just people that like, you know, Luke and Ollie, Alex and Kayla. I just like hanging out with people that I'm friendly with. That's true. That's true. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Nikhile says once Damian Priest loses his U S title, what should he be doing next? If if he's just uh, Damien at that point, he should probably just like start winning matches. I would hope. Yeah. I mean, he's got to get some wins eventually. He hasn't won a match in a long time. Yeah, after being undefeated, start a huge feud with Veer when oh, Veer finally comes. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Moses supposed if we could have one raw superstar be the forbidden door debut on Dynamite, who would it be? One raw superstar? One raw superstar. It would be Finn Balor. Let's say Kevin Owens. Yeah, that's good. That's good. He's doing really good work right he now. He is, but imagine him and AEW either feuding with or aligning with Adam Cole, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I know. That'd be cool. That'd be good. He chose. He made his choice, though. He did. <clears throat> he did. Anyways, uh, that's going to do it for us, everybody, for today. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. I mentioned this in case you are uh, an avid viewer or follower over at twitch.tv forward slash mfsteve here. No stream tonight. It's uh, Alabama's birthday, so we're doing a little thing for her. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. 
We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.